Welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. A man came home from a long day of work. He was totally exhausted. He entered his son's bedroom to tell him good night. And he was greatly irritated when his little boy began to badger him about money. The little boy asked his dad, Daddy, how much do you make? The father grunted, enough. Well, the boy pressed further and said, but I mean, but how much do you make like an hour? Well, the father was not in the mood for any games, so he gave a quick look to his boy and said, uh, $25 an hour. The son said, well, dad, can I then borrow $10? The father screamed out, no, now just go to sleep. Well, the following morning, this overworked father, he felt very guilty about the way he had treated his son the previous night, and so he apologized to him and gave him a $10 bill. Well, the little boy got up, and he lit up like a Christmas tree, ran to his room, and he soon came back with his piggy bank, spilled its contents on the kitchen table. The man watched curiously as his son pushed all of his pennies and dimes and nickels towards his dad, and then the little boy reaches into his pocket and takes out that $10 bill his dad had given him and said, Daddy, here's $25. Can I buy an hour of your time? You see, that little boy wanted to spend time with his dad so badly that he was willing to pay for it. Well, friends, our Heavenly Father wants us to spend time with him so badly that, well, he has literally paid for it as well. You see, he sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to remove every barrier, tear down every wall, bridge every gulf, unlock every door, that we might have a personal relationship with him. God wants us to spend time with him. He wants us to spend quantity time, but quality time. How much? Well, simply, every second of every minute, of every hour, of every day. But not only quantity, but quality time. This is the time when our focus is fixed on God. You know, in the fifth psalm, David writes, uh, beginning at the first verse, the following. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. Give heed to the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for to you I will pray. My voice you shall hear in the morning. O Lord, in the morning I will direct it to you, and I will look up. You see, David here says that there was a time every morning where he simply spent time with God. Now, I want to share with you in this message why we should be spending time with God. You see, there are tremendous benefits and blessings that will accrue to every person who will be still and know that he is God. Leveraging is a very popular investment strategy. When you use leverage, 
you, you simply borrow money to increase the yield on your investment. Now, hopefully, the amount that is due is paid back with interest, and then you keep the profits. Now, if done correctly, costs can be minimal, and the dividends can be tremendous. Likewise, when you leverage your time and invest a certain part of each day where you do nothing but spend time with God, you will enjoy the benefits of that, well, all day long. We find in several verses the great benefits that come when we spend time with God. The 37th Psalm, as an example. Verse 4, delight yourself also in the Lord. Everything that David is going to say in the next several verses hinges on this concept of delighting yourself in the Lord. Now, most people don't understand this, much less practice it. The reason why many don't delight in God is because, well, they don't know him. They don't know him very well. The reason they don't know him very well is because they don't spend time with him. The word delight literally means to take pleasure in. Nothing or no one should give you more pleasure than God himself. Nothing should take priority over our personal relationship to God. It is more important than our relationship to our spouse. It is more important than our relationship to our children. It is more important than our relationship to our businesses. It is more important than our relationship to anything or anybody. As a matter of fact, and this is important, the better our relationship is with God, the better it will be with other people. Now, I was reading the other day about a famous composer who had a son who was quite rebellious. He used to come in late at night after his father and mother had gone to bed. Well, before going to his room, he would go to his father's piano and very slowly, but very loudly, loudly, he would play a simple scale. But he would always leave out the final note on that scale, leaving that scale uncompleted. And then he would go off to his room. The father, composer, hearing that scale, minus the final note, would toss and turn on his bed, his mind unable to relax because the scale had not been finished. And finally, in consternation, he would stumble down the stairs and hit that previously unstruck note, only then would his mind surrender and he'd be able to go back to sleep. Now, I'm convinced that the missing note in the average person's life is neglecting to simply take time out of every day where you do nothing but spend time with God. Reading his word, speaking to him in prayer, listening to him, trying to get your heart to be one with his heart. 
You know, many years ago, I'm dating myself here, Merv Griffin used to have a talk show. So on one of those shows, he interviews Charlton Heston. And for those of you that may recall, Charlton Heston played Moses in the Ten Commandments. So Merv Griffin asks Charlton Heston if any of the characters he had portrayed in his religious movies had changed his spiritual outlook. Well, Heston thought for a moment and then said, well, playing Moses did, in fact, change my spiritual outlook. Well, Merv Griffin turned and said, why? He said, well, Merv, you can't walk barefoot down Mount Sinai and be the same person you were when you went up. Well, you cannot spend time with God. You cannot get close to God. You cannot know God better and love God more and still be the same person. Psalm 37, verse 4, the second part. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. Now, at first glance, you know, that almost seems like Aladdin and his lamp. All we have to do is tell the Lord that we delight in him, and then he will give us anything we want. But that's not really what the verse says, nor is that what the verse means. Keep in mind that the delight comes before the desire. In other words, when you delight in the Lord, your desire will be, well, his desire. I guess another way of putting it would be this way. When you put God first, you actually put yourself first. You see, there are what, three types of desires that you can have. One is what we would refer to as a selfish desire. Many times we want something that God may not want for us, but we go ahead and take it and then, well, then we blame God when it doesn't work out. Other times our desires are satanic. There are times when we want what the devil wants us to want, and that may come in the form of a temptation. But God wants our desires to be sanctified. He wants our desire to be his desire for us. You see, one of the greatest questions you can ask God on a day-to-day -day basis is this. Lord, what is the desire of your heart for my heart? Because when you delight in the Lord, you put God first. But you really put yourself first because he then will give you the desires of your heart, which really are the desires of his heart for our heart. Now, let me give you a principle never to forget. When you want what God wants, God will always give you more than you want. I don't know if you remember that story in 1 Kings chapter 3, I think. God is coming to Solomon. He says to Solomon, ask for anything that you want and I'll give it to you. Do you remember what Solomon asked for? He asked for wisdom. Well, that's exactly what God wanted for him to want. 
The scripture goes on to say that God also gave him riches and honor. One of the greatest lessons I've learned about God is this. God does not want what is good for me. God does not even want what is better for me. God wants what is best for me. And when you and I spend time with God, learning what he wants, then we always get God's best. Psalm 37, verse 5. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he will do it. You see, the word commit here literally means to roll over. It means to take a burden off of your own shoulders and roll it over onto someone else. See, we are to roll our way onto the Lord. We are to totally commit to him and totally trust in him. When we do commit all of our works and all of our ways to the Lord, we are then told that he will do. Now, you notice that in many translations, the word it is in italics. What it means is he will bring about everything in your life that will be for his glory and for your good. So let me ask you a question. In every part and every parcel of your life, do you want your way? Or are you willing to ask God to do it his way? Which, as we've learned, is really the best way. You see, God is not concerned with what you can bring to pass in your life. He cares about what he can bring to pass through our life. The things that God wants you to do for him are the things that only he can do through you. That is the only thing that matters to God in our life. It's what he brings to pass through our life. I want you to remember this simple fact from the law of physics. Water boils at 100 degrees Celsius. But at 99 degrees, it's just hot water. One extra degree, an increase of less than 1% can make the difference between a pot of very warm liquid and a bubbling cauldron of tremendous power. One degree of difference can create a full head of steam with enough power to move a train weighing several tons. You see, without God, we will always be a degree short in whatever we are trying to accomplish in our life. That's why the greatest thing we could ever do for our business, with our goals, with our ambitions, with our plans, with our desires, with our family, with our own lives, 
the best thing we can ever do is commit it to the Lord and to trust the Lord with it. Psalm 37, verse 7. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. You know, three times in the first eight verses of this psalm, we are told, do not fret. You'll find that in verse 1, in verse 7, and in verse 8. The word fret literally means to burn. You know, we would probably put it this way. You know, don't get all hot and bothered, or, you know, don't get hot under the collar. You see, when you spend time with God, you get to know God better. And when you get to know God better, you trust God more. When you trust God more, you will love God even greater. And when you know him and love him and trust him, then you can rest in him and simply wait patiently for him to work things out in our life and then you'll be free from worry. One of the greatest ways to combat worry in our life is to bring our focus back to the Lord. You know, Mark Twain once said, I've been through some terrible things in my life, some of which really happened. It is amazing how many of our fears and things that we worry about pale in comparison to the great God that wants to be in control of our life. You know, I heard the story of a teacher who was teaching math to her first grade class. She looked at a little boy named William and said, William, what is three-fourths of five-sixteenths? Well, William thought about it for a moment and said, Miss Smith, I don't know exactly what it is, but it's not enough to worry about. You see, if you really put things in perspective and understand that we can delight ourselves in the Lord, commit our way to the Lord, trust in the Lord, rest in the Lord, then really nothing is worth worrying about. But it all comes back to spending time with him. Maybe one of the greatest movies ever made was the Academy Award-winning film, Chariots of Fire. It's the remarkable story of a young man named Eric Liddell, a native of Scotland. Eric refused to run the heat at the 1924 Olympic Games in Paris because the race was scheduled on a Sunday, which he believed would have violated his religious convictions. Now, if you've seen the movie, you know that he managed to negotiate an unheard of switch from the 100 meter race that he had been scheduled to run to the 400 meter race. Well, the crowd was abuzz as this Christian, because of his commitment to his faith, 
is willing to give up a sure gold medal in a race that he had run to compete in a race that was certainly not his strength. The papers reported the race this way. Liddell had the outside berth, generally considered the worst place. There was a perfect start, and from the first jump off, the pace looked and was terrific. Two of the six men fell, but that made no difference, for there was never more than one man in the race, and it was the pace he set that fairly ran them off their legs. Sweeping around into the straight, Liddell led by four to five yards and increased his lead by a couple of yards more in the run home. Nobody could catch him. When the time was given out as 47.6 seconds, it was realized that for the third time in two days, the world's record had been lowered. The stadium went insane. Delight in the Lord. Delight yourself always in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Let's pray. Gracious God, loving Heavenly Father, thank you for wanting to spend time with us and I pray that your Holy Spirit will draw near to us and impress upon us the importance of spending time with you, getting to know you so we can better love you and rest in you and trust you and be free from all worry and anxiety. May each and every viewer delight in the Lord I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've come to that time in our program where we have our special offer. You know, we've been talking today about the importance and the value in spending time with God. You know, the Bible tells us we are to be good stewards of our time, of our talents, of our treasure. You know, it's interesting to me that sometimes the most difficult thing for us in this busy world is to carve off time to spend with God. Well, we'd like to help you with that. We have an offer here for you today. It's called Moments with God. 30 meditations for busy people. Let me challenge you to request this little booklet it has 30 meditations, one for each day of the month. Let me challenge you to take this offer and spend moments at the beginning of each day with God. And at the end of 30 days, you tell me if that hasn't transformed your life. How can you receive this book of tiny meditations? Pay close attention to the information we're about to provide you. To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. That's the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. You can also write us at Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, 
L1G0A3, and we would be happy to send the offer out to you. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlin Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you could order this offer by calling our 1-800 number and speaking with one of our volunteers at 1-800-972-0337. 1-800-972-0337. Operators are standing by now. While on our website, you can leave a prayer request, and if impressed to do so, donate to help keep this ministry on the air. Thank you for your support. Well, we've come to the end of another Lessons for Living television program. Thank you so much for watching. And if I may be so bold as to ask you, would you be willing to let your friends and family know about our program so that they too can tune in? You know, you can give them a sample of our program in a very simple way. Just refer them to our website, l4ltv.com. You see, all of our previous programs are accessible from the website under the Previous Programs tab. Every program we've ever aired, you can access there. And there's some interesting ones. Also on the website, there's an archived sermon page. On that page, these are different lectures I've given around the country on topics that frequently I'm asked about, like what happens to us when we die? Why do bad things happen to good people? Can we know when the world will come to an end? Who or what is Revelation 666? Those presentations are there. There's a video, and then there's a handout that you can download and print as a study guide to help you out. So check that out also. Under the Live Appearances tab, you'll see where I will be appearing live or virtually. We keep that relatively up to date. And you can, if you want to join us on one of those events, you'll be able to get access to those from the Live Appearances tab. There's another tab that is the Donate Today tab. And if you'd like to make a donation, to our ministry. We are a charitable organization. That means that every donation is eligible for a uh, tax-deductible receipt. And so we would encourage you, if you feel so moved to do that, to send a donation to help keep the ministry uh, on the air. Every dollar that gets invested, is sent, is, is reinvested in the ministry, paying for the studio, the gifts, the airtime on where you're watching us. All of that goes right back in to keep the ministry alive and afloat. While we're on the topic of social media, then check out uh, my Instagram page. Follow me on Instagram. Every morning I put out a devotional, 6.30 in the morning Eastern time, a one-minute devotional, 6.45 I put out a devotional in Portuguese. So if you'd like to get access to those, follow me, Santos underscore Bill. Follow me on Twitter, subscribe to our YouTube channel, like our Facebook page, and within a few moments of this program ending, you'll be able to download an audio version of our program on SoundCloud. Check those out. Just before we go, remember also to visit missionnowcanada.com. That is the humanitarian wing of our ministry that does overseas 
humanitarian work. Check that out. Maybe you can join us on an upcoming mission trip. It looks like we are all out of time. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless you. We hope to do this again next time. Hope you'll join us. We'll see you then.